Blog Talk Radio. Reality Radio Entertainment presents Behind the Curtain with your host, Kathy Barrett. Hi, and welcome to Behind the Curtain, a show about life and how we navigate down the not-so-yellow brick road of it. I'm Kathy Barrett, and life is something we shouldn't do alone, so I hope you'll stay tuned with me for the next 30 minutes as I reveal what's behind the curtain this week. It's great to be with you today, even though Mercury is truly in retrograde. I don't know about you folks out there, but I am experiencing all kinds of technical and otherwise difficulties today, and um, I have a wonderful dear friend. She's a fantastic artist uh, that lives in Seattle, Washington. Her name is Anne Brigand, and she's always telling me, Kathy, you know, don't worry about it. Mercury is in retrograde, and I keep telling her, Anne, Mercury never leaves my retrograde. It seems like every day of late I seem to be tackling one thing after the other. So today we couldn't have more of a perfect guest with us because she's going to help us kind of sort through all of these things and give us a greater understanding of how we can work through these difficult times and unblock energy in our systems to help us move through these difficult moments to really experience the joy in life that is just there waiting for us. So today, let me introduce my special guest, which I'm thrilled to have. Her name is Claire Candy Hauf, and she is a healing practitioner, a Reiki master, clairvoyant, motivational speaker, and uh, an author, as well as she has her own uh, radio show on Blog Talk Radio. She's based out of Los Angeles, California, and you can find more information about Candy by going to angelhealinghousealloneword.com. So welcome, Candy, and thanks so much for being with me today. Thank you so much for having me on the program, Kathy. Sorry, it's a pleasure being here. Well, it's so nice to have you, and I couldn't think of a, a, a more perfect time for you to be coming on, not just regarding my own kind of day, but I know so many people out there, especially those who have been affected by Hurricane Sandy, have experienced so much trauma, so It'll be wonderful to hear your tips and advice about how to guide through some of these things today. But what led you into your line of work? Actually, so I, the, uh, I lived a different life for 48 years before I came to be a healing practitioner and, and drew the love of my life and this amazing healing practice that I have. Um, I was uh, People can hardly believe that I was a victim, anorexic, and suicidal. But um, I was living a life uh, out, uh, externally. I was living a life um, uh, that was um, really uh, showing me that um, everybody else mattered. Everybody else uh, should take cues as to what, you know, what I believe my life should be. And then uh, one day at the age of 48, in a deep, very deep meditation, um, I had a spiritual awakening um, to, uh, to be reborn to the angelic side of me. And ever since then, um, I turned the, uh, the mirror within and, uh, and got into contact with, uh, with the divinity inside of myself. You know, Kathy, each of, one, each of us are more powerful, more beautiful, and more magnificent than we possibly could ever imagine. And yes, the circumstances in our life change, 
but it's we who are dictating what our realities are and in every moment with our thoughts and our words and the feelings in our hearts, we're actually painting our reality. And that includes um, things that don't seem to be for our highest good, um, but they're all there because of either the negative backlog of things that we have chosen to focus on or the positive that we've chosen to focus on. Well, Candy, let me, let's go back for a second because I think, first of all, thank you for sharing these details about your life. And I know that it helps so many people out there listening because someone that's sitting there in a state of uh, anorexia or someone that is feeling suicidal, they're, they're hiding. So the fact that they could kind of tune in and hear someone talking about those experiences and how they created an emotional roadmap that took them from that place in life to arrive where you are, can we backtrack a little bit and just talk about where you were and then how you arrived? Well, the, the greatest thing that I did uh, when I look back on those 48 years and then the turnaround that I had was that I loved myself. I practiced love of self after I had this awakening. I loved myself physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. Um, I looked after my diet and exercise. I carefully monitored my thoughts, my words, the feelings in my heart. I prefaced them by saying, would the angels think this way? Um, I gave to the emotional, I gave myself uh, emotionally by the little girl inside of me. We all have a little boy or a little girl inside of us, and all we want to do is be recognized for our skills, our abilities, and our talents. And when we give to those and we allow ourselves to be creative, we just feel like we are so um, uh, in line and aligned with the divine. And spiritually, Yes, you can meditate for the cows come home, but it's all going to be for naught if you do not honor yourself for exactly who you are. So I did those four things on a daily basis, which actually I, I tell my clients, that actually fills up your love tank. And I allowed myself to do that which my heart sings, which was what I was passionate about. Yes, I was, I was a trained um, a teacher. I had my uh, diploma of teaching. There's a lot of things that I did business-wise only to make money in life, but I said, regardless of the money, regardless of anything else, what would I truly like to do? And I actually set, up, set forth and created this wonderful healing practice of mine. And by doing that, doors magically opened and the opportunities and the connections came in. So there's things that I could tell people to do is, number one, communicate 100% openly and honestly with others. If you're honest and open and transparent, then the world will be honest to you. Number two, be respectful and honoring of who you are, and then respect and honor will appear in your reality. Set up limits and boundaries so you, that you don't become disempowered, and, um, and then people will really, truly know how to treat you. Um, and uh, don't allow yourself to be disempowered in any way, because all we are, Kathy, is just a reflection for us to the universe. The universe can only send us and treat us in how we are creating our lives, because we are so powerful and limitless as far as being creators. We are co-creators with the universe. The universe only takes its cues when we make that movement forward. Okay, and then, so you said, be open is step number one. Number two, honor yourself. So what would the third step be? 
um, honor yourself, uh, set up limits and boundaries. And uh, one of the things I would really um, tell people to do is to, because so much of our life does not happen to us. Life doesn't happen to us. It, it, it becomes the realization that we are creating our reality in every single second. And so to know that whatever feels in your reality is always there for your highest good. Now, when people go through financial troubles, when they go through divorces, when they go through things that seemingly do not seem for our highest good, the best way that humans learn is by contrast, because if the lessons came easy, we wouldn't learn anything. They wouldn't be a blip on our radar screen. True. Sometimes in life, um, our greatest lessons come in hardship and in adversity, because it gets our attention and at the end of people's lives, they are most proud of those struggles and those challenges that they were seen well, as insurmountable at the time were able because of that resilience inside of them. And then, you know, getting back to the very core of who they are, that they were able to uh, to uh, surmount and, and to go beyond that. Absolutely. And and what would the fourth step be, Candy? Um, let me see. Well, the fourth step would be that... Um, uh, to know that everything happens in divine timing. Ah, uh, love that. So to know that um, that we are pure intention. We are divine beings. And yes, we're here to have a human experience and to have our wishes and our dreams and our desires and our intentions. But the how and the when of that happening, listeners and Kathy, is none of our business. <laughs> it's none of our and, and And if you get out of your own way, Truly, if you get out of your own way and you and you just let go and let God, as they say, or let universe and the angels just take care of the detail, then it can bring you back your um, your desires and your wishes in the most convoluted, miraculous, magical way, even more amazing than you possibly could ever imagine. Beautifully said. And one of the ways I know I'm just sitting here thinking, okay, if I was anorexic or if I was feeling suicidal, sometimes it's very often to even express to another person that you're feeling that way. But one of the ways that people can kind of get out of that energy is through Reiki. And you're also a Reiki teacher and a master, uh, so let's talk a little bit and share with the listeners if they can't, you know, if they find themselves unable to communicate say, this would be one way that might open up the channel for them to move forward. So let's share with them a little bit about the process. I guess uh, to, to uh, for those people that don't know about Reiki, it's an amazing, natural, powerful, hands-on alternative form of healing. It's actually accepted by the National Institute of Health and the World Health Organization um, as energy medicine. Um, it's the fastest-growing um, complementary modality in the world and places like Sloan Memorial Sloan Kettering and Columbia Presbyterian Hospital hospices are now readily using it. Um, doctors like Mehmet Oz who appeared on Oprah has said he's his number one alternative healing. And to to really understand what it is is to translate that word. The Ray part of Reiki can be translated as universal source, higher power of God, but it has nothing to do with religion. And the key part is our life force energy. So in actual fact, the Reiki practitioner, having had their key channels open through um, an attunement process, um, channels life, spiritual life force energy. And um, it's important to know that the health of the body 
um, is determined by the um, uh, amount of life force energy that we have within our body. Uh, the free flowing of our life force, it actually nourishes the organs and the cells which support the vital function. You know, when this flow of life is disrupted, it causes diminished function within the physical body. And with the knowledge of the significance of free-flowing energy, it's so important to know that our life force, in so many instances, is determined by our thoughts and our feelings. Actually, Kathy, this concept of our health hinging on our thoughts and our feelings was mirrored by the center of disease control that, that maintains that 85% of all diseases are caused by emotions in the body. That's pretty amazing, really. It is, it's, it's amazing, but not really when we come to think about it, because Reiki um, relaxes the body. It brings the body back into peaceful alignment. How many times do we say that we are stressed, we are tension, we actually say that it's a tension headache, we feel so angry that we feel kicked in the gut and we get upset stomachs. Yeah. I mean, all, all of these emotions trigger the, the physical breakdown of the body. And what Reiki does is it recharges those affected parts of the energy field that, that have been lowered and the immune system that has been lowered because of the emotions um, and charges them with positive energy. And it actually helps and clears the energy pathways within the body the energy to flow clearly again. Uh, Reiki is extraordinary in that it um, helps. It's shown in in uh, research studies that it uh, not only releases toxins in the body, um, it soothes, it calms the mind, emotions. It brings back the body to its natural state of bliss, peace, and balance. Now, most people can't even remember unless they were like a baby. When that was in that state. Because we've been programmed to be human doing instead of human being, um, and that we always have to produce something or create something, um, we, uh, we forgot the joy of just allowing ourselves to be who we divinely are and to allow ourselves to be. Um, so the, one of the benefits of Reiki is the relaxation, the peace, the clarity the security and the well-being. I've had clients, um, I've had so many people over the last 10 years give me remarkable and miraculous testimonials on my website page. But uh, one of my clients in Australia actually said she felt like, and this is mirrored by my other uh, testimonials, they feel like they're in heaven and they don't want to leave. Mm. But they're back to their natural state. Well, that's the greatest compliment anyone can receive. So congratulations on, you know, really being able to assist someone to get to, to that place is very special. I, I, well, I think, I think the greatest thing that I do is I acknowledge, I acknowledge the divinity inside of them, and I mirror that back to them. And the first, one of the first times people um, really start to get into contact with who they divinely are. Um, one of the uh, extraordinary benefits of Reiki is that it relieves pain. Um, and you don't have to be in my L.A. office in order to experience this. Uh, just a, a, a little bit of a, a story here. Uh, when I was living in Santa Barbara, um, I met a lovely Ayurvedic Indian practitioner at a, uh, at a New Year party. It was only six weeks before anyway. Um, she called me up at 8 o'clock at night, and she told me that uh, um, in the morning, um, 
although she knew a great deal about health, she was going through a horrific divorce, and horrific divorce, and she started getting migraines again. And so um, uh, she said that she went to her chiropractor in the morning, tried to shift it, um, and it still worsened as the day went on. She had a friend who was an acupuncturist, and she tried to shift it, um, but by, by that evening end, she was starting to throw up. Uh, she called me at 8 o'clock that evening, and she said, Candy, I feel like I'm going to die. Is there anything that you can do for me? Mind you, she lives on the other side of town. Wow. I said, I said yes. I said, this is what I want you to do. I want you to listen while I do my invocation and I start, you know, some of my preparation for myself being the channel for this spiritual energy. I think you probably will fall asleep after, you know, this 40 minutes or so. I said, but the most important part of my sessions is the intuitive counseling session, which I'll, I'll tell you about afterwards. Um, where I get into contact as a direct channel to the angels, and we find out why you brought this to yourself and, uh, and, and, and why you're experiencing this. So anyway, I did my invocation. I sent her the energy halfway across town, and the next morning she calls me and she said, I, I, ha- I cannot believe what happened. I said, explain to me. She said, as soon as you hung up, I felt like there was a hair. She lied down in her bed. I felt like there was a halo of tingles in my head. And then I felt as if there were gentle hands easing me slightly into the bed. And then all of a sudden, they started to lift off of me. It, said it, it felt like wings around me. And I felt, I felt like I was levitating. I felt like I was floating. She said within 10 minutes, all the pain was gone. That's pretty amazing. Well, part of your work, as you explained it, is that you see a portrait of someone's life and get deep impressions of their emotional and physical unwellness. Is that... Yes. Now, now I haven't practiced Reiki for many years. I've come to realize that I do Reiki a little bit differently for many practitioners. You know, in most um, sessions, a person does lie on a massage table, up to the Reiki practitioner employs his hands-on healing technique, and they feel wonderful. They'll feel peaceful and balanced. But if that's all that happens in the session, Kathy, then the person will go back to their normal life. And their normal life was one in which they weren't really doing anything to keep their vibrational and energetic um, uh, frequencies inside them very high. And so after the session, although they felt better, they would return to their normal life, doing the same things that depleted their energies and their joy of living in the first place. So that's why I tack on an intuitive counseling session and I utilize my connection to the angelic realm as an angelic practitioner. Um, I help to see their lives, the person, the client, from a higher perspective. And in this way, they can clearly see the negative habits and destructive patterns where in their lives, where they chose their, their choices to perpetuate sabotage and limitation in their lives. And in essence, once they can clearly see where they contributed to their present point in their life, physical and emotional unwellness, there's no blame, there's no victim, there's no fault, then they can understand that life was actually not doing anything to them, but that it was this integral dance that they were doing within each one of them to have full control over their perception of their circumstances. And then I channeled the practical tools individually for them to to go on, and that's their roadmap. I've had tell me that the like 10 years afterwards, it laminated that piece of tape 
uh, given out them in sessions that I've channeled uh, in the sessions to them. And uh, they said they, they keep it, um, you know, by their bedside, by their office table, because it keeps them on their line of divinity, their line of, of what I call God connectedness or God consciousness, to never veer off that path of, uh, of who they truly are and their truth. Well, let me just uh, remind people we are talking to Candy Hulf, and her website is angelhealinghouse.com. We're talking about a lot of things today, uh, a few minutes ago, about the process of Reiki. And I really love your philosophy about helping people, which is that you don't teach anyone anything that they don't already know, but you help people to connect to their own divine nature. And it's it's really interesting because anyone that's in a a place of struggle within, feels that they have no control. So what you're really bringing to the table is guiding them to see that they have all of the control and, and helping them to connect to it. So, you know what I actually say to my, my um, clients? I said the most extraordinary thing that you can do for me is not to not have to come back and see me. No. I, was actually, I was actually discussing, because you'll, you'll get it, and so the, I would say the majority of my clients in my two-hour session, that initial session, um, everybody's an individual, but the majority of them really did get what they've been doing to themselves. And, uh, and the, you know, the rut that they're in or the, the constant carousel of sabotage and limitation. Um, and so um, I was discussing my practice. My brother is a psychologist. And uh, I asked him how many times people come back to see him. And he said, um, he said, oh, well, you know, some people come weekly, some people come monthly, and, you know, it just all depends. And he said, how about you? And I said, no, the majority of my clients really do get the how to empower themselves and to really go out and live a divine life. And he said, how the heck do you make any money? And I, <laughs> I, said, I said, I make money off the referrals because when people see them, they think that they've had cosmetic surgery. It's, wow. It's, it's as if a light has been turned on inside of them. The lights are on in someone's home. In fact, when we lived in Australia, my husband had his office at the front of the house, and my office was at the back, and he saw clients come in, and um, they looked very different when they came in. He said when they came around the corner after a session, it was as if somebody had turned on a flashlight inside of them. Their eyes were bright, wide open, and it was, it, it was as if all of this gray ash was released from them, and they were about to really, truly live life again. That's really wonderful, and I, I know that moment that you're talking about. I've experienced it uh, many times myself, and it really is amazing when you come to that place for yourself. But I would imagine people have to, even those that you have helped that gone on their way, have to come back for tune-ups now. <laughs> well, there's no question about it. Not only tune-ups, but everybody is an individual. I've had people that have been on, uh, you know, say, highest form of antidepressants. Some people see me of two, three, four, the longest time anybody's come to see me is nine months, and um, I never, ever, ever, so I want to come off there. Uh, um, the I'm sorry, Candy, it just dropped out, the connection dropped out. Can you repeat that? Yes, I, I do not ever tell anybody to get off of their medication, as I am not a medical doctor. I do not consult, and I do not advise. I have had lots of people who are in the highest form of antidepressants, but when they have worked with me for several months, they are so gosh darn happy 
fulfilled and empowered under their own volition, they've gone back to their own doctors and said, I do not need an antidepressant as I'm so um, extraordinarily happy um, and fulfilled and empowered um, by having these sessions. Another thing that I was going to say, Kathy, is that um, I never put the word healer on anything that I do. Um, people have called me a healer. I'll call myself a healing practitioner, which is very different, mm-hmm. because I know I am merely the conduit for God to work through, um, and I am not the healer as everybody heals from within. And this is a very, very important um, uh, you know, point uh, to bring up, um, as you know, I allow that person to take that responsibility and that accountability to contribute to the healing of themselves. And that's, we all have that ability to heal from within. Um, and on that note, I've had many, many Reiki masters come and redo their master teacher degree with me because they were trained very well technically and they could talk the talk. Uh, but me- but many of them um, had not addressed any of their emotional blocks and issues, and they still had um, a great many emotional and physical ailments as a result of not having addressed and not clearing and cleansing their own emotional issues and walking the walk, and which I think is the most important part of Reiki. Um, you know, and so it's a, not a question of healer, heal I heal thyself, but it's healing practitioner. And and how do you keep yourself clear in terms of do you go to someone else that keeps helping you to process, or how does that work? I don't need to go to anybody else because of my extraordinary connection with my angelic family. Um, They are with me 24 hours a day, seven days a week. My out is their in-breath. Their in-breath is my out-breath. And um, when I had my spiritual awakening uh, when I was 48 years of age, which was um, almost 10 years ago, um, I realized that I am part of this angelic family. I'm, uh, a, I had what's called a walk-in experience. Um, you can Google that. There's been lots of books that a soul exchange. And um, I'm able in every moment, every moment of my life is like an extraordinary um, divine uh, meditation. I do not meditate as such as every moment is a meditation for me because I know I am connected with my angelic family. I'm here to do God's work, uh, which is my own work as well. And um, and the blessings that I have are extraordinary. I so thought when, when you think about uh, keeping yourself on this line of connectedness, one of the most extraordinary things any of us can do is to put our gratitude and appreciation on our blessings because in any given moment, we have exactly what we need and who uh, who that is around us to have all that we all that we would ever need. Um, a lot of people quest outside of themselves. In the present moment, those find all of our answers, and we never have to look very far because if we need it, we will be presented with it. And if we're not presented with it, we don't need it in that present moment. Just wanted to remind listeners, because I think this is incredibly important, that you spent your life having success here, success there, but there was still this underlying depression.
depression needs not met for yourself, you have the spiritual awakening, which leads you to all of the things, you know, doing the kind of work that you mentioned on the program today. I think it's really important for people to recognize that just because you may be in a place that's really, really dark and emotionally trying right now, there is also the fact that you will move through that. Everyone is capable of moving through that, and as you mentioned, they have the skills and everything they need to do so. And everybody, I just want to, I just want to add here that everybody wakes up in their own timing. It doesn't matter what guru or shaman or master or anybody who you follow. If 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 it's not right for you at that moment, you will not awaken. And so, not to be so hard on yourself. Everybody has their individual journey that they go on, and um, and everyone chooses to awaken or not awaken. But well, on that note, it's been a joy to have you on the program, Candy Hoff, and the her website is angelhealinghouse.com. I urge you to go there, connect with Candy. She's a wonderful spirit. She has great books and CDs on her website, and you can hear, um, you know, just in her voice and her presence that she has this amazing gift and she so wants to give it to the rest of you. This is Kathy Barrett and Candy Haup sending you a virtual hug from behind the curtain. It's so great to have you along on this journey with us today. I'll be back next week and I'll hope you tune in. Peace, everybody.